0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: We're fixing to have us a good day.
2: Welcome on in to Locked On Auburn. Today's edition of Locked On Auburn is brought to you by Rock Auto, rockauto.com. You can check them out right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. You can probably tell from the title, but today's show we will hear from head Auburn baseball coach, Butch Thompson. Yesterday, Painter Sharp was of ESPN 106.7, and I, we spoke with him via the phone. Via the phone. Why did I say it like that? That is weird. That's odd. I don't know why I said that. But yeah, we hear from him, uh, ask him some questions about um, the current state of baseball, as well as the current state of college athletics. And, of course, well, we get his thoughts on, um, on Pat Dye, and, of course, he kind of transcended Auburn football and did all, everything Auburn athletics. So let's jump into our conversation with head coach Butch Thompson. Coach, uh, thank you so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate it. So a uh, crazy time. Uh, I know you've been coaching for a, for a while. Do you ever think, uh, you, ever think you, you guys would have to you know, kind of call it quits on the season you know, this early on?
1: No, (laughs) you know I've seen a few coaches and players. Sometimes I've been with been like it's going tough, and it's like, man, will this ever get over? But I've never had anything out of our control to to end the season for sure.
2: I mean, what was it like when you talked to your team uh, for the first time after uh, after all that went down?
1: Yeah, it just kind of hit us out of nowhere. You know, you you see things off in the sidelines, if you will, uh, of things brewing and potentials, but. You know, our, you get caught into a baseball season or any season or anything that you're focused on, and you're like your head's down because we're in SEC game week. Our first SEC game's coming up on a Friday, and by Wednesday night, it's like everybody's starting to pump the brakes on us. And then by Thursday, Texas A&M's not traveling to see us, and then okay, this will be a couple of weeks, and then it turned into, you know, basically where we where we meet today. It's been uh, it's been unique, but. I would say blindsided is probably the best word I could use because you're just so tunnel vision on on your games and your seasons that you you felt like it. you knew things were going on, but it really felt like it came out of nowhere for us.
0: Coach, what's the best way to balance scholarships and eligibility with everything going on? Like This has obviously got to be a very tough decision or at least a complex process because on its face, you certainly want all those players to have their eligibility, but it's it's more complex than just saying well, will give everybody another year. Or at least it's my perception that it's complex.
1: Yeah, it, your perception is correct and, you know, for me as a baseball coach, that's what I can control and that's probably the first thing that that hit me of like I've got to figure this out, you know, we have we have doctors and nurses and healthcare people that are trying to figure out the coronavirus and all these challenges that we have right now. But, but my job right now is, you know, I was put here to take care of this group of players and the NCAA made a first great decision to give everybody a year back right. because we're a spring sport, but that doesn't take care of what's the best for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I just started thinking of that phrase, what's the best for every single person in our program? Is it coming back is it moving on to another program Uh, because that person that was supposed to slide out for you to slide into play in time or a role is potentially coming back and then you know and then we have the major league draft you know I get somebody that man I hope Tanner Burns goes you know in 10 days in this draft uh, this major league draft where he's a first rounder Um, but man I didn't get to see him go his junior year through the any SEC games and those 10 SEC weekends, uh, I regret that. But if if we as a staff and as a program can do what's best for every single person, you know, that's what we should be doing. I, I think of a Connor Davis that as a freshman has been in that lineup for four years and as a freshman hits that walk-off versus South Carolina and hits a home run. It culminates to hitting a home run in Omaha last year. And, you know, I just didn't finish the way I wanted it to for him. But, you know, we're not a – we're not a headcount sports, so these guys aren't on full scholarships. So, you know, is he going to pay another twenty grand or whatever he and his family committed to for four years? Is he going to do that again, or is he going to time his money so he's done a good job of obtaining his degree? So, you know, Connor's one of those seniors that <laughs> I never want him to leave. When you love a player, man, you never want him to leave. But, you know, he's probably going to take his Auburn degree and, and move on in the world. But, what's best for each individual person while i giving you a couple examples there.
0: Auburn baseball coach Butch Thompson giving us some of his time, and we do appreciate it, Coach. What do you think about the Major League Baseball owners and the battle the players are having? Because the minor league system is certainly in disarray. You have a lot of talented players who have their sights set on Major League Baseball, and I know this isn't your wheelhouse, but I'm just curious because I feel like the players have upheld their part of the bargain and then some. The owners seemingly agreed to something earlier this spring and now want to backtrack on that. Do you have an opinion, you think, uh, on on the matter?
1: Well, you know, even the most experienced person, you know, the last question of talking about, you know, the – guys getting to be able to return we've we've never been through this before right you know if it'd been like the other 28 29 years you've been coaching college baseball you're like all right, we've had this challenge before we've seen this before this is how when this happens this is how we work things out well we've never seen anything like this and I I think it affected us from scholarships I think it affects major league baseball and every business, it's touched everybody. It hadn't just touched Auburn or it just hadn't touched Alabama. This has touched the nation and and virtually the entire world. So um, this is a circumstance to where you just don't know what's going to happen. And I know hundreds of minor league baseball players have been released this past week. And, you know, I, I got two major league guys, former major league guys on our staff and Tim Hudson and Gabe gross. And just like you're asking me, And and since I've never spent one day in professional baseball, I'm just asking them all the time, is this right? What do you do? And even them, uh, you know, with the combined 25 years of playing in major league baseball, it's like, we've never been here before. It's uncharted territory. And at, at some point you just have to try to do what's best. And, um, I, I know there's been some back and forth because there's some people that, you know, we care about on both sides that are involved in that. But, uh, I just – I sure hope it doesn't uh, – I'd rather coronavirus keep them from playing than them not being able to work something out to, to keep them from playing. And I I sure hope that's the case where we see Major League Baseball this year and they can work it out.
2: Sure. We'll continue our conversation with Auburn head baseball coach Butch Thompson in just a moment. Mentioned them at the top of the show, but really want to uh, give some love to our friends at Rock Auto. So one reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things, like the mortgage or putting food on the table. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same part at a chain store or new car dealership? So, you can do this and you can fix this issue by going to Rock Auto Com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Doesn't matter what kind of car, SUV, truck, whatever kind of vehicle you drive, they uh, they have the parts to help you. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com also want to give some love to our friends at fetch me we said it uh, a few times already june is fetcher's month fetcher's appreciation month and we want to uh, give some love to some of those guys so if you use fetch me and you have a great uh, story great experience get your fetcher's name they'll tell it to you because they call and ask say hey i'm on the way and Hey, do you want to have you know, a touch-free delivery so they can leave it at your door you know, to, to respect your health during this crazy time? Reach out to us and kind of let us know. Just give them a shout-out. I, the, I know the folks over there would, would, uh, would really appreciate it. They are crazy busy at this time. And people keep using them. People keep coming back because the service is so great. And you know I say this all the time, but Fetch.me, they are able to control the whole delivery experience because they actually work for Fetch.me. They're not independent contractors. So hit up Fetch.me. Use their free app. Just search Fetch Me Delivery in your phone's app store or FetchMeDelivery.com and you can use promo code 25OFF for 25% off your order, 25OFF for 25% off your order or if you haven't used the code yet, FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. Once again, Fetch Me. It's free app or FetchMeDelivery.com. Coach Thompson, uh, take us through what a normal day looks like as far as uh, what you're able to do with, with interacting with your team and your and part of your coaching staff. What does that look like? What does life look like for you right now during this pandemic?
1: Well, starting, to, you know, for the first eight weeks, it was kind of, you know, stay away and figure it out. And I, the month of May was huge for our program, for example. We were allowed eight hours um, of connection. So, of course, that means – Zoom, that means, uh, yeah. you know, kind of these virtual meetings uh, since nobody can be on campus and since we're not hitting with them and throwing with them, um, I think the first thing we did is just get everybody home or where they needed to be for a period of time and make sure everybody's safe. That was the, the number one job. Uh, the number two job is to been like, okay, we still owe it to these boards to where we need to develop them and help them uh, to grow. and that's where I was trying to lead toward talking about the month of May and eight hours a week. And I just said, all right, we can build their minds. That's what we can do. And, you know, we started with Bo Jackson, um, which was uh, tremendous. You had a John Schmoltz. um, You had a, a David Ross in there, a major league manager. We did some analytics guys. Eric Ortega sticks out from the San Francisco giants that spent time with our guys. We did a hit and focus. So, You know, Rick Eckstein, the hitting coach for the Pirates, took that section. And then we did another session on pitching, which John Schmoltz, that's a Hall of Famer. He's probably good enough to be able to do that. (laughs) I think so, Coach. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And then, you know, once we got some clearance for some of our incoming guys that will be coming in in the fall, now we got a a power group of, you know, that's almost 60 guys if you start talking to all the staff and people in our program. And we finished all this stuff we did you know, two and a half weeks of all these great speakers. And then we went the next week where we went back to small groups to try to digest all the great information we received instead of just letting it sit there. We wanted to kind of put it in priorities where it would help our program moving forward. And then we finished up with, uh, you know, our winningest head coach of all time with Hal Baird (laughs) kind of wrapping up and even bringing our incoming class into that call and, you know what I think everybody walked away from that hour and a half session of being feeling like they know more about the program. They got a history lesson, but they probably care about the program even more because of the sincerity. And just you know, he is so bright, he's so intellectual. <laughs> he knows the game so well and then, you know, best of all, he can pull it together and articulate so well and he just, you know, crushed it basically and so that was the month of May and now You know, we we flip it and we're to June now and it's kind of roster time and it's kind of like who's going to get drafted Mm. and then what's the roster going to look like and then how do we start working the second half about June 15th. The rest of this month we'll start figuring out, you know, return to play. What do the protocols look like? How do we get in school and, you know, try to do everything we can to make sure that we're ready to put our best foot forward. If everything continues to go well on August seventeenth, the first day of classes. Sure,
2: coach. There's been a lot of talk about how uh, recruiting has been affected across college athletics. There's been a lot of talk, you know, with with you know, Coach Malzon and Coach Pearl, kind of timing and Zoom calling, you know, some uh, some some potential recruits. What do you do? What does this process look like for uh, for college baseball and you specifically?
1: Yeah, very similar. Sure, the evaluation suffers. And when I mean the valuation suffers, it really makes it hard to pull the trigger. So, but, you know, this is a Southeastern conference. You, you can't lay down for three or four months and think you, you know, can fall asleep or you can't recruit. You know, recruiting never stops at this level. And it's competitive and baseball is no different. And so we, we follow suit with that. I, I, it's really tough on the evaluations. And I know that Carl Nunnemaker has done an amazing job with our current roster with our guys that are already committed and signed, and also trying to cast that net of who are the next guys that we need to be recruiting. But it's minus an evaluation, so I can see him looking back at me like, "Are you gonna pull the trigger on this?" I'm not sure we got the full evaluation to, you know, to see all the skills. And it's been a some of these guys didn't even play a a, a, a game of high school, and we're supposed to be maybe making a decision. But we we've, we're connecting more. Just like I think uh, Gus and Bruce are saying, we are we get to know the family more. Um, we get to hear from mom and dad more. Um, that's a good thing. So I think we're probably getting our evalu- – we're looking for that traditional evaluation of how hard does he throw it and, and hit it and field it and, you know, how fast is he. We're, we're, we're getting a different evaluation of, of, of character and how he can communicate and how he respects his parents, which I think – <laughs> pretty valuable also mm-hmm. we just we have to find a way to keep recruiting never stop um, evolve but we we got to stay on the attack you know we got to stay we got to keep making aggressive actions in recruiting because if you take four months off in the southeastern conference uh there's going to be a lot of catch-up work to be doing coach
0: butch thompson joining us We've asked you before, and I'll ask you again, Coach, please explain the scholarship disadvantages you have against competing SEC schools.
1: Yeah, you, you know, if you just take the state of Alabama, and I believe us and, you know, Alabama, we're, we're, we're very similar. You know, you have 11.7 scholarships. And, um, you know, the other disadvantage for us at Auburn is I know the last three incoming freshman classes, and I get to stand there at uh Pat Dye Field at Jordan Hare Stadium and look up at that at a Camp War Eagle of this incoming class coming in. They're getting smarter and smarter. And I know they're way above an average of a 27 ACT, so those classes are so smart. So um, that hurts us. And Auburn's such a great school, they have more people apply than we're able to, to let in. Um, so those are all disadvantages. Us being a great school, having great, bright students. <laughs> Is a challenge for our baseball program because it's hard to make that 11.7, um, you know, grow, or it, it, it doesn't make it it uh, allow you to add any more money. So okay, all right. So if there's a lefty out there that throws 95 with a 33 ACT, we definitely want him, and he probably qualifies for some additional aid above that 11.7. But you know, if you're if you're traditional normal student and you're a great baseball player and you deserve to play in the sec you know we're having to divvy out that 11.7 scholarships um you know there's some legislatures in the other states that are just just helping more and if you go you know the palmetto in south carolina the bright futures in florida you know i was a recruiting coordinator so i really handled the money in the scholarships at georgia for four years uh i think that was 2002 through five and you know we had the the hope scholarship was involved at that time. So that, that really made a huge, huge dent. So you could give somebody 45% at that time I was at Georgia and they're on a full scholarship because the hope scholarship would cover the other. So now you've created a full scholarship opportunity in a great state of Georgia, because Georgia's great for, for amateur baseball. You know, when you start thinking about East Cobb and Lake Point and, and up in that area, um, Whereas that same player from Georgia, because you know, last year we had nine players on our roster from Georgia. You look at us specifically and we we have to give that young man maybe seventy five percent, which crushes more of our eleven point seven, but it leaves that family still twenty five percent to pay that they didn't have to pay anything at Georgia. So they gotta really wanna come to Auburn. They gotta really believe that our staff is going to be the one that can develop them the most. So those are hurdles, and, you know, we call them challenges <laughs> uh, more than anything else because challenges can be overcome. And, you know, Mississippi, the legislature has done a great job for, for those guys of, you know, out of state. And um, You know, I think at the time, if you had above a 24 ACT, your out of state was waived. Now you're an in-state student for somebody that's performed well on that test. So we were able to get a lot of players there because, hey – there's another 15 grand that they can get that doesn't count toward that 11.7. Uh, Arkansas has a border border deal, for uh, any and any you know state that borders the state of Arkansas, they have some some uh, you know out of state waivers, and it just happens that Texas borders the state of Arkansas, <laughs> which is pretty good for baseball too in a pretty large state. Sure. So that's you just start looking around the southeastern conferences and. Um, you know, Vanderbilt probably has the most in our league, but that's from a a private standpoint and a need based and and, and some things there. So um I, I really you know, I've I've been in two other scenarios where the money went further um than it does maybe in Auburn or Alabama. Uh but that's what's pretty neat about walking in the final eight in Omaha too. Is seeing, hey, this is our challenge but we can still do this. It, it makes it harder. And it makes it harder on our on our families. It makes it harder on Carl Nunnemaker to figure this thing out. But uh, you know, thus far, we feel like we get who we are, not always who we want. And a lot of times, it comes down down to financial reasons. I truly believe that. But at the end of the day, we still feel like we're we're, we're getting some frontline guys that compete favorably in the SEC, and you know, we'll have to continue to do that to keep trying to move upward and keep trying to you know pursue a championship.
2: We'll continue our conversation with uh, Head Coach Butch Thompson in just a moment. I am dragging these days, guys. There's no other way to put it. And uh, if if Built Bar had not partnered with this show, uh, it was just with the network as a whole. I don't know what I would be doing with a with a crying baby every like hour and a half. Seems like on the dot. It's hard for me to get any sleep. It's hard for my wife to get any sleep. And you know, she she really isn't a protein bar person. I've always kind of been. I've dabbled in the protein bar life, if you will. But these, uh, she can't tell the difference. She's like, "Are you sure this is good for me? I'm not gonna like, you know, gain a lot of weight." I'm like, "No, no, you're really not. There's like no sugar in it. There's really no carbs. and It's just protein." And uh, she's blown away by it. But uh, and if you taste this thing and then read the label and kind of look up some of the ingredients, I think you'll be blown away from, uh, blown away by it as well. But yeah, check out Built Bar on Instagram at I'm Built or on Twitter at bar underscore built, and check them out on their website builtbar.com. Use promo code Locked to get ten dollars off your first box.
1: That's kabotaorangedays.com
2: Coach, last question, and we'll let you go. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, some sad news coming out early, earlier this week affecting all of the Auburn family. Uh, Coach Pat Dye passing away on uh, on Monday, Coach. I know he kind of transcended Auburn football and just kind of branched out to to all of the Auburn um, athletic programs. Uh, what was your relationship with Coach Dye like, and what did he mean for, uh, for your program?
1: Yeah, just he he respected us and you know, there's a couple of things that I'm really been thinking about the last couple of days and he didn't have to do a thing. He's already, you know, in, in some eyes, the things he's done for for Auburn makes him one of the you know, most impactful people that has come through for this football program to get to get the rival back on campus, uh, you know, to really turn this thing around. I think we saw where we we're twenty and nineteen. We have a winning record since he arrived at camp. That's right. You just you keep thinking of all these things that uh, you know that upper deck and all these things I keep learning about. So you know he would always been a handshake to me, and there'd been nothing else. But uh, I don't know why. But uh, I, you know, I, he's a friend, and he befriended me, and he comes by, and he won't just come by and hang out with the players for a minute. He's going to stay the whole practice. And if we're eating, he's going to eat with us. And <laughs> he's just He invested in our players, and he loves Judd Ward. He, he would always be coaching Will Holland. And, look, I, I know where his space resided, but he had a heart for our players and our program. And it really manifested the last few years. And he would come by, you know, unannounced to our office and, you know, the secretary would walk in and say, Coach, Coach Dye is here. And i like, all right, boys, shut it down. There's very <laughs> few people that can walk in your door in an SEC office and you just shut it all down. Mm-hmm. But we always had a smile. We always enjoyed the visit. And we always gained something. I know yesterday in my tweet I put uh, – man, that's what he told our team right before we went to, to a regional last year when we were going through all the, the heartbreak with uh, Rod and Paula. And, uh, he said, man, your courage has got to be greater than your fear. And it was, un- it was amazing. It was unbelievable. And he was part of that journey with us last year. And at a time when we needed somebody, he was there, but, uh, and, and coming over and doing the show, you know, he'd let me come do the, do the show every so often. And mm-hmm. I'd always brush you guys and, and, and see you guys when I had an opportunity to do that. But, uh. You talk about somebody that just loved Auburn. No matter how you feel anyway, shape, form, or fashion, this guy had a heart for our student-athletes. And you're going to keep hearing about these stories come out where he's he has touched our, our current athletes in the last few years in such a way. And I think in most sports, especially football, but he has touched our baseball players, our program. And uh, you know, we've got some back cages. I know a lot of functions. He would embarrass me here. recently we're doing Hal Baird's dugout dedication we're out at at the out at his place and some Tigers Unlimited stuff and he would always say hey he'd point at me and embarrass me and say we gotta get this man some batting cages over there he just (laughs) he was always fighting (laughs) for Auburn and uh I'm just like you guys I'm gonna miss that like crazy. Yeah. You know, there was uh he really didn't have a filter. He could say whatever he wanted to, but by gosh, he's coach guy. He gets a right to do that. He can say
2: whatever he wants, absolutely.
1: And we loved it. Yep. That's that's how I see it.
2: Yes, sir. Well, coach, thank you so much for your time this morning. We appreciate it and uh, best of luck with everything going on.
1: Yes, have a great day. Stay safe.
2: Thank you so much. That is Auburn head baseball coach Butch Thompson big fan of his big fan of everything he's done for the program and I think he kind of gave us a a lot of good insight there we'll continue um, we will continue on with things tomorrow right here on locked On, on
0: it's the locked on podcast network your team every day the NCAA tournament is almost here